everybody, it's the Quick Pop Podcast. It's your boy, Ace of Spades Cards. And in a rare occurrence of coincidinkies, uh, we actually have two co-hosts with us today. We have both. Hi, I'm a co-host. On. Hi. I'm and number one. DJ Jazzy Jake. Hi, I'm, I'm Jake from uh, State Farm. Hi. Hi, I'm Ron. I'm very raunchy. I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy, though. I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy. Yeah, wait, hold on now. He is I a good boy. I am the good boy. I am the best boy with the greatest toy of them all. My king of the ring crown. You have a king of the ring crown? Yeah. No, I was about to say something different, but I mean, we're the Quick Pop Podcast. Uh, but, but Ron, no, 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 let's not go any further here, guys. What, 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 what were you going to say, Ron? Huh? What were you going to say? I'm not going to make. I'm not going to make Ace huh? edit. Yeah, edit don't make something. me do extra work. Yeah, I did it last time, but that was that was out of passion. <laughs> that, 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 that's why I, mean, I wanted to do everything. Out of passion too. Oh, that's why well, I, I mean, wanted to do yeah. everything. Yeah, I. Talking, talking about talking shopamania. Yeah. Anyway, so, hey, hey, guys. Um, has anyone? Uh, have we talked about Flowrider in a while? Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. Don't get me started. Don't. Don't. Don't get me started. Oh, honestly, I, I do have something on that. It, um, okay. not oh, Flowrider, but Pitbull. But Pitbull. Did you guys uh hear that Undertaker introduced Pitbull in Saudi Arabia? Yes, he just showed up, introduced Pitbull. And you never saw him again that weekend. Yeah, you just crazy? like it's like he flew there to do that. Like, <laughs> oh lord, that's so crazy. I remember when I saw, I saw uh, everyone talking about like <gasps> Undertaker's in Saudi Arabia. Undertaker's in Saudi Arabia, and I was like, yeah. And then <laughs> when that was the the culmination, I was like, oh, okay. Ain't that crazy? It's so crazy. Like, I mean, if you would have told me, hey, like not Pitbull, but just like, hey, we hear Undertaker's on a plane to Saudi Arabia, right? And give me a hundred guesses. Introducing Pitbull would never have been a single one of those guesses. Right? That would not have been on my bingo card, surprisingly. Yeah. Not at all. My 2021 bingo card card uh, did not include the Undertaker introduces Pitbull in Saudi Arabia. Nope. Yeah, I think we missed we missed the flight on that one. We did. Speaking we did. though of Saudi Arabia, <laughs> it uh it happened last Thursday, right? I believe. Yeah, Thursday and, afternoon. And uh, I think we can say with honesty that. That show was had no right to be anything but absolute hot garbage. Like all the Saudi shows have been hot garbage. A lot of the biggest "Why did you do this?" moments have been at Saudi shows. And so, me and Ron last week, even doing the hot takes episode, we were talking about like uh, watching the Saudi show and being like, "This has to be bad, right?" Right. Like, this is going to be bad. Yep. And we were like, and we were talking about like, he was like, I'll watch it at, uh, at work or whatever, but I'll still watch it. 
And I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to end up watching it too. It's just, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, and so yeah. Thursday came around and I forgot uh, it was on. <laughs> and I came in like 10 minutes late because I was just like, oh, that's right. Midday, not not evening, midday. And proceeded to watch the Saudi show. And was legitimately impressed with every single match on the card. Which is not something I ever thought I would say about a Saudi Arabia show. Yeah, even even the whole like the annual Mansoor wins. Uh, yeah even that was done well yeah like okay so let's just i know it's been a long time uh since we did uh go down the card like a go down the card because usually we try to mix in some other stuff but this is so gosh darn like what (laughs) what happened here (laughs) that i feel like here's the thing jake doesn't believe us have you watched it jake no, guys, listen, I've, I've been meaning to tell you this. I can confirm uh, to our audience, uh, this pay-per-view is hot garbage, is okay, not worth yeah, watching, no. and is, uh, from from uh, what I uh, truly 100% literally, literally know from not watching a minute of it, that it was the <laughs> worst thing WWE has ever done. I, I so, can tell you that uh, from my perspective of not seeing a minute of it, that it was not good at all. Well, what, what so, was the thing I said uh, last week? I was like, it, it isn't victory. Ro- <laughs> it isn't victory road. It's not, it's not victory road. Yeah. It's, not, it's not any Saudi yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. And that was the thing is you said, it's not any Saudi show. We were dogging on the Saudi show before it happened. Like that's how pretty much sure we were. This is going to be hot garbage yeah and i can say the only one that like was kind of weak was just the kickoff show which to be fair most kickoff show matches are either like secret gems or just like time fillers uh this was the the usos versus the hurt business there was no like build up they didn't have any actual beef it was just kind of like these guys have the titles and these guys are the only other tag team that we've got bopping around right now. Um, but I mean, even that match wasn't bad. No, it wasn't anything like to write home about, but it wasn't bad by any stretch. Um, it, it was a kickoff show match. Like, so, so honestly, yes, uh, like uh, I, I, I did not watch it. Um, I have a few questions. Uh-huh. What would you say was match of the night? What was the best match? Match of the night. Oh gosh. Uh, oh wow. Here's Edge, the thing. I would say Edge and Edge and Rollins. I want to say Edge and Rollins. I'll give you my answer after I get kind of a, a mental refresher as we go through. But okay, I was just curious because that's what I assumed would be the best match on that card. It, Honestly, it it's a, hard. It's hard to to really think because. There were three matches that I thought were absolutely amazing. More than three. And one of them and one of them had Brock Lesnar in it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another sentence I never thought I'd be saying, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So I I'll wait to I'll wait till we get, get certain matches to ask more questions on things, but go ahead. Absolutely. And to ask questions because right off the bat we had Edge and Rollins in the Hell in a Cell match. There were weapons everywhere. Uh, Seth Rollins tried to dig someone's eye out again. 
because that's just what he does occasionally, I guess. Uh, but yeah, like there were there was a surprising amount of weaponry. There didn't there wasn't any bleeding. I'm sure that was probably like a thing that they weren't allowed to do. Uh, but they they definitely did not shy away from like the the quote hardcore elements of a hard a Hell in a Cell match. The only if I had any complaint, the only complaint would be they used that weird freaky red Hell in a Cell cell again. And while they didn't while they didn't light it up red, like they didn't do the the fiend style where it's like a red hell hell in a cell with red lighting, it just it looked weird. Like it didn't look like it was meant to be red, but it was. Wait, they used the red cage. Yeah, yeah, they used the red I, cage. Mattress garbage. Go on to the see, next one. See, that's just it. They didn't use red lighting, so you could see what was going on. That's the big problem when they lasted that is they used red lighting in a red cage, and so like everybody looked obscured at all times. Um, other than that, it was good. Like I said, like it was just. Oh, there was that spot that. Edge basically threw Rollins at the at the cage, and yeah. then he falls into a table and breaks it. It was oh, that was so cool. Yeah, like they were not shy about using the cage as a weapon, which is weird because a lot of times in Hell in a Cell, you just kind of like rake them along it or like it's a barrier. But they were like, like he said, like literally being thrown into the cage, falling onto a table, like. It was uh it was quite good and uh <clears throat> it it looked like I think that the end was was really good because uh Rollins did you know the typical like low blow and you were like oh yeah no that's 100% what's fixing to go on going to happen uh but then he, uh Edge stomped Rollins mm -hmm. and that's what got him the win and I think that was a I don't think this is going to be the end of the feud because typically feuds don't end in Saudi. But like if that was the end of it, that was a really good match. Yeah. Um, it, and then, yeah, like he said earlier, uh, we had uh, Ali versus Mansoor, which is one of those matches where on paper you're like, well, who cares? Because I already know who's going to win. Like. If there's one place where they actually respect the hometown advantage, it's with Mansoor and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, um, that's actually true. That's yep. like the one place they respect hometown advantage. But they actually had a match. Like, like it, it was wasn't really a, good. It wasn't a squash. Like, and it wasn't a rush thing just to get to the finish. Like, they legitimately had a match. Um. Mansoor went one shocking. Uh, but what was crazy is afterwards, Ali beat up Mansoor because we're not going to let this go. But some shrouded man in a martial arts uh, outfit came down. And it turned out to be Tariq Hamidi, who was the Olympic silver medalist from Saudi Arabia. And he literally like he did what had to have been an actual kick alley in the head move like that that kick he fired off actually look at like it connected yeah well, i gotta Which, make it look good it's well, the saudi given, show right i mean given who it is i don't know if i believe that he knew what to do to make it look good uh -huh. or he was just like 
I was told to kick you, so I'm gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was. Yeah. It, it felt like it honestly felt like a WrestleMania. To be honest, it felt like a WrestleMania. Like a foreign WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we had everybody's favorite RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos for the Raw. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> all of us had the what look when they came out. So Omos and uh, Styles come out. Uh, you know, they do their typical shtick. And then RK Bro comes out. And when I when I saw uh <laughs> when I saw Riddle, his scooter looked weird. Like the handlebars looked way too big. I was like, hmm, maybe there's something to that. Like, and then he kept telling Randy, hold on, Randy, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And we were all like, what? And what'd you say, Ron? You had a feeling that uh, I I thought it was going to be like the scooter that he was on was Randy's. And so I thought both of them were going to scoot down into the ring. Yeah, that's what I thought it had something to do with the scooter because the scooter looked odd. Like it didn't look like a typical riddle one. So Riddle goes in the back and they keep going. They kept trying to push this notion that like, oh, look, like Riddle gave up. Riddle's like not wanting to compete. He's going to leave his buddy out to dry. And then Riddle comes out riding a camel. A camel, and, Jake. A camel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then, wait, 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 wait. Matt Riddle came out riding a camel. A camel, yes. Jake. Instead of his scooter, he went down to the ring on a camel. And the entire time, Randy Orton's like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this, man. I am done. It's the, it's the exact same look that Ace always gives me. He's like, I'm done yes. with this, man. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> he legitimately had this look of like, that's impressive. But come, like, ugh. It, was, it, it popped then, me. It popped and me. then they didn't do doves. Riddle hopped into the ring, kicked off his flip-flops, and a snake Sna- came out. <laughs> There was a snake in his boot. Nick, there's a snake in my boot. There was uh, a snake in his boot. That's, that's and uh, the match was the match. Like it was pretty good. They did beat up on uh, Omas for a little while, and uh, but I was I was fully concerned that because AJ and Omas have a bad habit of winning. I was like, oh, this is where the raw tag titles go back and we lose RK Bro. But uh no. Uh or what is it? Orton hit uh AJ with a good RKO out of nowhere from the phenomenal forearm. Riddle tagged in, hit the floating bro, and they won. Yep. That was they that. Had the, they had to do the typical tactic of basically distract Omos, but it worked. Um and then we got to the one match that I was I wasn't sure this if I had to like if I had to had to pick a low point. And I mean, there wasn't a whole lot low point, but this would be like if it dipped at all, it would be the Queen's Crown match. Yeah. And that's yeah. just because one, they didn't, I, they didn't do much importance with it. They like, didn't, it didn't feel like it wasn't the two. It wasn't the two minutes that. They kept giving all the other matches in the Queen's Crown tournament. Uh, I was basically told it wasn't important with how much time they gave them. So, yeah, compared to everything else, they had the least amount of time. Yeah. Um, 
to me, the biggest issue that I had was Vega hit a code red on Dewdrop, and I'm like, look, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief a lot, but I'm looking at Vega standing up next to Dewdrop. She's not got the will with all in my suspended disbelief to hit a code red on Dewdrop. Like, the move looks like and, you know, gives the impression that you gotta have some serious power to flip somebody around like that. Yeah. And I just Whoa, don't see Vega... Are you trying to tell me you don't believe that Selena Vega is a powerhouse? I don't believe Selena Vega who is like two-thirds the size of Dewdrop flipped her in that manner. It would be like a midget code reading Brock Lesnar. Yeah, little, a little person. Little, little person. person. They have midget wrestling. Oh, <laughs> Look it up. They have it. Uh, oh, oh I, I, I realize that, but little person. PG. 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, the little podcast, uh, these uh, thoughts and uh, words and just look, you want to keep putting that uh, out disrespectful. I'll go ahead and release the same not footage that I've got. This isn't this isn't uh, impact or this isn't ring of honor like this. Look, is... I got news for y'all. I've got Craig recordings on y'all. Y'all can just chill in the backseat. <laughs> okay. Oh, I hate that laugh. I, I can't I can't like do that anymore. Like I I hear myself oh, laughing man. now and I have like a little squeak. I hate it. That's okay. okay. I hate hearing myself. Anyway, this was the low point. And it wasn't super low. It just was out of all of them the weakest. And if you had to if you had to always pick a bathroom break match, this would be the that one. That was it. Yeah. It was cool that Zelina won it. Uh it kind of shows that like WWE didn't just bring her back to mock her because I feel like when she first came back, it was like, hey, welcome back. We're going to squash you a bunch. Yeah. But, you know, props uh, to them, like giving it to Vega. Good job. I, I appreciate this win. Dewdrop was not Dewdrop doesn't have the pedigree yet to just out of nowhere win Queen of the Rings. So Zelina makes sense. Um, yep. So it was good. <clears throat> One bad. Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. I Again, enjoyed this. Typically, Goldberg. Goldberg Peter enjoyed this. That's what I, I'm saying. I enjoyed the match. Like it was, it was not bad. I was sports entertained. Wow. I think it was because they had that weird no holds barred stipulation thing. They were was, actually able to. They were actually able to do stuff, more stuff, because if it was a regular match, it's like, well, got to stay in the ring and just constantly like take jackhammers and spears from Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, But because they were able to move around and be outside the ring and do stuff out there, it it actually was better. It was good. They like it it was a grudge match for the sake of actual storyline. And they busted out kendo sticks, which you don't typically see Goldberg using weapons. So that was cool. Oh, yeah. The Highlander spot. Yeah. The the Japanese Shogun spot. That's what I'm saying. Like Where you could hear like the swords clash and you hear like you could see the Kevin Dunn cuts, which is the only time you should cut the way you do Kevin Dunn is the Japanese standoff 
where it's like ting 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 it was good it was really good uh best pay-per-view match goldberg's had since he came back yes yeah like out of all the matches, the other Saudi match is the worst match he's had since he's come back. That is true. Yeah. But I'm even encompassing like any and all that he has had since he's returned. Since yes, uh, we're also counting Brock in. That's uh, what I was Brock at Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow. then we had uh, the King of the Ring, which, if if you ask me, it was a foregone conclusion who should have won. That being said, someone brought up a really good point. Both of them had really good storylines they could have ran with, depending on who won. Obviously, mm-hmm. you have King Woods fulfilling a lifetime dream, but you could have also had a prince turning into the king. Yep. So there was there was enough to to go down where it actually felt like like it could go either way. Yeah. Like I I absolutely one hundred ten percent agree. That match, I was oh, I I was scared because obviously I wanted Woodsy to win, but there was a part of me that was just like, he could honestly lose this. He could lose. I don't want him to lose, but he could because he's he's going against Finn Balor, and Finn Balor is no pushover, like. The comparison between, like, with the Queen's Crown, like you had Zelina versus Dewdrop, and you more than likely knew Zelina Vega is going to win. With the with the King of the Ring, I did not know how that was going to turn out. So, with it being what it was, and, and and keep in mind, this was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful match. Like there were false finishes. There was there was drama, there was suspense, there was Shakespeare. It fantastic. 110%. And of, there was lots of moments where uh where you were pretty sure like as as soon as whoever hits their their finisher like that's it. Oh yeah, when uh Finn started doing his regular old this this is my end set like yeah, my leading my end combo, <laughs> my finishing combo where he yeah. does like the sling blade goes back, hits him with a buckle, comes back. Uh, then that, the coup de gras, like you were yeah. like, well, that's the that's the, he hits the coup de gras and we're like, OK, yep, that it's the end. And then and then he kicks out and then yeah. Woodsy kicks out. And then and I was like, uh, let's go, let's go. And then Woods hit the the most beautiful flying elbow, which I personally took as a tribute to to good old uh the the like the original King of the Ring, the first. He did a flying that, elbow. So he let's see the flying elbow, CM Punk? The 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 first like the original The Macho King. King. Yeah, Natalia. King, you know what? Why do I even bother with you? Macho King, Macho Man. I already said it. I know. That's. I'm just. It's the other one that's the problem now. (laughs) Don't worry. Yeah, Jake. Hey, don't worry. I'll be your problem again soon enough. Yeah, Jake. 
You already are. Um, so yeah, Probably. that's what I, uh, that's what I took that as just for him finishing with a big high spot flying elbow. Uh, it's how he fell in love with the King of the Ring and now he is King of the Ring. And, and boy, did he have a fun time celebrating. Dude, his celebration thing was the best because it was so Xavier Woods. Oh, did you hear that? Shout out to Breeze. Yeah. That was cool. That's why like that's why I I appreciate and I'm not going to say anything yet cuz like I don't want to predict this and I don't want to put it in the world but I'm going to say it here cuz it's how we do things. I hope we finally get just like someone who like yeah, they're king of the ring but it doesn't turn into their gimmick. This one I wanted to be his gimmick. <laughs> Let me clarify. I don't want Heel Woods yet. I, I want him to get mad and drunk with power. And it's up to his his own boy, Mr. Kofi Kingston, to... Oh, I don't even want Kingston Kofi. I want straight up, like, Big E to just be like, what you doing in here? But they're on different shows. They're uh, on, yeah. doesn't mean doesn't mean anything. WWE, if you think WWE is like now Big E, you can't appear on this show because you have the black belt and it doesn't belong better, on the blue they show. Better, because they have not. They did a draft and have yet to separate anyone. So they better do something. If oh, so, then uh, uh, there, there's something I want to talk about after we talk about the Saudi show. They'll just, they'll so. just have uh, Big E get, be the 24-7 champion and then he can go on whatever show he wants. No, because that means no, 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 no. Let, let's let's I don't get mean back. Instead, let's get, I mean in addition. Let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. I would love to see Woods Biggie as the a belt collector. I, yes, that too. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> stop me in my tracks. I yeah, I'm down with Biggie. <laughs> you immediately Biggie thought about collector. it, and you're like, oh yeah, Biggie should win that, and he should he get should the tag get- team championship. He should get the United States championship. He should get the women's tag team championship. Uh, he should be very. Uh, he should be very. What, what you call he it? He should get Braun back in there and take that royal. He Rumble should be belt inspired. He should be inspired. That's what I'm saying. Like, get, shout out uh, to uh, the new uh, uh, Impact uh, tag team women's champions, uh, the Inspiration. Yeah. 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 So the next match, good old, is good old Jessica and uh, Jessica and Cassie. The next match was Biggie and Drew McIntyre. It was a good match. Uh, good match. Great what? match. I I I thought this one would be just kind of like okay, there's not really a lot of story here. They're two faces facing off, and they're just going to kind of like fight. But. uh they actually were able to put on a good match without their necessarily feeling like I hate you and I must beat you. Like it was more just like, I want that and I'm going to try and win it. Um, it, it was mutual respect from both yeah. ends. Hit, uh, hit multiple belly to belly suplexes on McIntyre. There was a couple claymores, couple claymores. Uh, McIntyre dodged lots of big endings. Mm hmm. Which I, to me, like big ending is basically like that. Like that's one of the uh, more protected finishers recently. Is like you get hit with a big ending, and that's that. Yeah. Um, 
In but he end, did kick out of one. He did kick out of one. He kick out of one. That is true. Yeah. Uh, but coming from a former uh, former champion, that's understandable. Yeah, like this is this wasn't just some nobody that uh, kicked out. Like right, 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 right. Um, yeah, very good match. Uh, I I think this was just you know we're in a foreign land and we don't really have an immediate you know, person to put up against Big E yet. So let's just put somebody else who was a former champion. Yeah. Uh, Which uh, now that um, I'm going through this, um, I think on Raw, there is a four way uh, four way match for the number one contender to Big E. Yeah, that's how they're probably setting up, you know, who's next. Yep. I just I saw it on Twitter, but so I was it's, like, okay. uh, Owens, what's Weller, is, Mysterio, and Rollins. What's weird is they're doing that to set up, you know, who's next for Big E, but the next pay-per-view is Survivor Series. So, like, the match is going to be Big E versus Roman. Doesn't mean they can't do it before. Right. So, uh, this is just to be number one contender. Like, you could do it before. You could do it after, like... Yeah, I guess. If you're just basically setting up a form a future match, like it's not so bad. Yeah, I can't. Uh, uh <laughs> not to just you know be like, yeah, your argument, get it out of here. I understand what you're saying. Like right now we should be gearing up for brand v brand. Yeah, but your argument, Whoa. get out of here. Ron, is that the match that you saw a ladder match? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's Finn, KO, Ray, and Rollins in a ladder match? Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, sign me up. Rollins, <laughs> you have my attention. Right? Like, let's finish <laughs> this podcast so we can watch that later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, guys, uh, stop talking about Saudi. I want to watch this. <laughs> you know it's going to be the the main event. You got an hour and a half. Two hours. Uh, Following was Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. This almost was my match of the night. Yes. This was a really great match. It was so good. good Build up. Everything about it was wonderful and great. And it 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 created more like storyline like the the feud is not done it's not gonna be done it's there and it's you there to Bel-Air, stay there uh hitting hitting moves you had uh banks hitting the three amigas yeah that was yeah, nice yeah. i and also loved you that, had uh, the the becky spots where yeah. she didn't realize how strong Bianca Belair like is, those spots were the most funny to me. Yeah, they also did that time where Banks and Lynch both had uh, their signatures in, and she still like was able to break out. Yeah, uh, like okay, so Jake, the spot was Becky has both um, Bianca and Sasha in the disarm her, and. Uh, Bianca was the one that was like, for, like on the ground, 
So she was able to push her up and with her with her arm alone was able to lift Becky off of off of the mat. And Becky had this like look on her face. She's like, I can't believe this is happening. It 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 was so the image was great. It was so good. Yeah. The only thing the only thing that was a bummer is that it was ended with a roll up instead of like a definitive slam win. Oh, I love that ending, though. It's a heel thing for Becky to do for sure. So it fits perfectly. But like I would have much rather seen like a finisher into like a cover or a pan or anything. Not just like, ah, dang it. I just, you know, well, I think just the focus isn't going to be like on a feud with with Becky, uh, Bianca and Sasha are now in a blood feud. So that's going to be like the first thing. So with Becky having like that shady win is absolutely I think that was the best uh, the best way it could have ended because you you want everyone else to be strong, but you also don't want to make one person like seem weak. And that was the best way to do it based on Friday, though. Uh, oh yeah, we'll talk about that after. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, there may be some other stuff going down. Oh um, gosh, yeah. And then we get to the the main event, the biggest shocker of them all: Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And for the first time in a long time, we got to see the good Brock again. And not yeah. like Facebook good, but just like not three moves of doom, Brock. Yeah. No, like Brock was Brock was looking athletic out there. Brock was Brock looking was like a beast. Brock uh, was wrestling. Jump. Brock yeah. Was, Brock was selling. Oh, his selling. He sold for Roman the way that he usually sells for like the smaller people like Finn Balor for uh, Daniel Bryan for AJ Styles. He gave them like, oh my gosh, the way he sold was fantastic. He didn't look dominating out there. He looked like he was given a run for his money. And that enthralled me to no end. He still looks strong. Brock looks strong. Don't get me wrong. Like, he he still like stumbled to the ropes and you know picked himself back up like he usually does but yeah. he looked legitimately like he was he was hurting out there and i loved it and it's not to say that roman like domineered the entire match because both of them got a good share of offense in yeah like we saw spears we saw f5s we we saw Superman punches. We saw suplexes like maybe halfway through the match. Several several German suplexes. Yeah. Yeah. But they usually in a Brock match, they start like almost immediately. Yeah, this like, one didn't start to like halfway through. Yeah, yeah. Like right at the start, he kept trying to hit him. Uh, but Reigns kept blocking him. So he Brock was like, all right, I guess I got to beat you up some. And then later he started doing it again because he weakened Roman. Yeah. It was basically like he started to go in there and be like, I'm going to go have a Brock match. And then he was like, oh, I have to actually fight this guy. Yeah. Like, this this is not the same guy. This is not the same guy I left. Oh, boy. Okay. So Matt, the match concluded with uh, there was was a ref knocked out spot. Brock could have had the one the win. 
the Usos showed up, interfered, and you know did the double super kick, and then Reigns hit Lesnar with the title belt. But oh, we did get we, it a very interesting we moment got, yeah. where uh, it was Paul Heyman was on the outside with the uh, with, with the, the Universal belt. Championship. Uh, yeah. The ref was already knocked out at this point, and he's looking at both Roman and Brock like lying down like both of them were like so completely worn out so what paul Heyman does is he gets the title belt and he tosses it into the ring but it's the belt is like directly flat in the middle of brock and reigns and he said pick it up you know what to do didn't say a name or anything so yeah, it was like oh my gosh you're teasing me again he did the most like a politician thing ever, just like uh you, and then just didn't point at anybody. Yep, he's like, you pick it up. You know what you need to do. You like grab the belt. You know what you need to do. <laughs> and then, uh, and then afterwards, <laughs> they were like, Reigns won because you know that's what happens when you nail someone with a the, apparently. The titles are made out of like plutonium, so when you hit somebody with it, that's it. They're done. Game, game over. Chairs, yeah, they got no. Kendo radiation. Sticks, no. Like something about getting hit with a title belt. That's just game. They got radiation poisoning. Or yeah, and uh, so as R- Reigns and them were leaving after winning it or whatever, uh, Heyman just looked puzzled. Yeah, like, he had this look of like, this is not what I meant to happen. Yep. And that was like that told the story like the story isn't about Brock and Roman. The story is about Paul. And I love it. Because it's like, where does he lie? I could see why he would want to, you know, support the big man. But at the same time, there is a bit of loyalty with Paul. So it's that whole back and forth. And I think with uh, what Ace was saying, I guess, like for the past week, it's like the custody battle. Who yeah, gets Paul? <laughs> it's the custody battle. Who gets Paul? Like, I, I, I loved it. it. Yeah, it was a fantastic let me, match. Let me ask you guys this. Well, so, like I said, I didn't watch it, but you both. Both seem to agree that this is, was a really good match. Now we've seen Roman versus Brock before, yeah, but this seemed to be one of the better versions of that rivalry. This was the best one. This was a match. This wasn't just a spot fest. This was an actual match. Okay, well, let me ask you this: If one of the rumors ends up being true, and they take his uh, for anyone that didn't watch Friday Night on SmackDown, Brock came down, just raised hell, beat up uh, Roman and everything else, and is now suspended. If one of the rumors is true, would you both, after seeing this match, be okay if they take this rivalry to Mania? Um, yes, but I need them to, to clash a few more times and then have a penultimate decider at Mania. Like we can't. Or I would, let, I would love Brock winning the Royal Rumble. 
Yeah, like that would be neat if Brock wins the Royal Rumble and it's like like what what needs to happen is somehow Brock basically gets shut out from being able to have another match. And so the only way he can get another match with Roman is to win the Royal Rumble. Okay, now See, that's what that's what I think is going to happen is I think he's going to be suspended. And I think basically the lead into Rumble will be Brock trying to get unsuspended. And they tell him the only way he can get unsuspended and, you know, whatever, whatever is to win the Royal Rumble. Or he's just like a secret entrant. Like he just saying either a secret entrant or make it like the only way, like, I'm not ever going to fight you again. I'm not ever going to approve a match to go against you. If you go put a match out in front, I'll make sure it doesn't happen. And so the only way that Brock's able to make it happen is to just finally like win a guaranteed match. Now, what they yeah, could also do is yeah. uh, they could treat this like a uh, like the second match between uh, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, where there doesn't need to be a belt on the line. It's just like Brock Lesnar completely screws Roman out of keeping that title. And so it becomes a blood feud. No, you know what would be very interesting if what they did. Okay. If, if listen, if we, we've seen these matches a bunch of times, right? So if you're going to have this at mania, we've already seen the match. So it doesn't matter if we see it already. What if Brock is suspended and come January, he starts coming back on TV and just like, you know, destroying people. And basically, like, I want Roman, I want Roman. And Roman's like, well, you can't get a shot at the belt if you're suspended. And he goes, fine, I don't need a shot. And so what if uh, he's like, I just want you. And so what if they have a match at Rumble and Brock wins that match? And then the whole lead up to Mania is Brock basically be like, I beat you. Give me a shot. I beat you. Give me a shot. So then it builds to Mania. And so now here in recent memory, I know they fought each other more. It's like one and one. And this is the rubber match at Mania belt what if like the only he he wins the rumble brock wins the rumble but for some reason paul Heyman was like you know you can't chat you could challenge big e but the only way that you will challenge uh roman is that you gotta beat the bloodline and so he has to go through like a handicap match and yeah Oh, he he can beat them easily, but I get what you're saying. It, that would yeah, be, a but, but they'll, but they'll like, they'll probably put on one of the best matches because, like, Brock does amazingly well with uh with smaller talent. So he really does. You are correct on that. Um, yeah, I think there's a bunch of ways to do it to make it interesting. My problem is this: I'm still not a big Brock Lesnar fan, yeah. and so like. I think all these options that we're throwing out there, if you, for me, and this is just me personally, if you would put anyone else in the chase against Roman in any of these storylines, I'd be here, I'd be ready, I'd want to see it. Seeing Brock versus Roman again, it's, like I said, it's no, just... No, no, I, I feel that. Like, Brock trust me, I feel that. Because I saw it live uh, for WrestleMania, and the crowd rejected it. Like, Come on, those CM Punk chants were pretty dang loud. Um, and the yeah. was, this is boring chants were pretty dang loud. But I'm honestly, I'm excited if it was going to be 
a Lesnar Reigns uh, WrestleMania match. Maybe I need to go back. Maybe I'll watch that main event. And if I can watch that main event and if it can. If it does for me what it did for you guys, maybe I can get more behind this. Maybe, yeah. maybe just without seeing that match, I'm missing the key ingredient. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Report back next week. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. But overall, Saudi Arabia, the, the Crown Jewel show, was probably the best pay-per-view of 2021 that WWE has put on. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, a minus. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with it. Of course, like this is taking Saudi Arabia out of the equation. Yeah, if we're ignoring where that where it was and the government using it to try and make them look like a happy, friendly place. Yeah, with, with all the propaganda and, yeah, yeah. and the if we take yeah. that out of the equation. Yes, if you add it back in F minus. But yeah, I mean, I don't agree with any of the Saudi Arabia stuff, but. I mean, you got to you got to call you got to call a spade a ace of spades card. Like it was a good it was a great uh, pay-per-view. <sighs> I guess I'll have to believe you guys. Well, you don't have to. You can go find out for yourself. Yeah, I'll just believe you. OK. <laughs> So we touched on this like twice during the uh, the Crown Jewel uh, recap. So there was a title change on SmackDown on Friday, but it was a title swap change. Yeah, they did the the brand change kind of. Yeah. So this involves one Becky Lynch. This involves. one Sonia Deville, Charlotte Flair. Oh yeah, and and this involved Charlotte Flair, which there are a lot of reports coming out that Charlotte like is so toxic to work with. Uh, Charlotte was uh, escorting hey, you're telling me, security. You're telling me a Flair is hard to right? work with, right? Right. This uh, is but new. she was escorted out by security that. Uh, Becky and Charlotte had a little bit of an altercation in Gorilla. Um, I think this is some people are just being like, eh, you know, it's it's a situation where I think this is a bigger deal than some people make because Charlotte Flair is the first person I can think of that was like one of the chosen one that they literally are like, yeah, you should leave the arena while Becky's doing her match so that we don't have any more conflict and not like the other way around. Cause you have to think like Charlotte has been primed to be like the women's wrestler ever yeah. since yeah. she got there. Like she is, she is, uh, th- they tried to make her like a uh, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, John Cena, you know, all those people, you know, the guy, she was the girl, you know? And so this is the first time I can think like Austin had issues and stuff. And yeah, there's the famous walkout, but he was, he walked out after he already had like blown out knees and stuff like this. And they were, he was still the guy, you know, but like they 
already like being like, yeah, let's see how how high the rock can go and let's see this and that, you know, they're already trying to put things in place to, uh, you know, if he couldn't go like he used to. But Charlotte is still prime Charlotte. And this is going on. And you have to wonder, is this because of the Andrade firing is like ever since because ever since he's left is when you started hearing more and more of and eh, she's kind of difficult and eh, she she's hard to do business with and eh, she she's a little full of herself and stuff is this because like she's a little mad at the company about her husband is this just because she has a huge ego is it a mix of both like i just can't think of like a meltdown of a kind of like screw you wwe to somebody that has literally been set up to be like the person in their division. I, I want to, I want to bring this up and this is, it's kind of, kind of crazy. Okay. But call me maybe recently. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Carly no. Ray Jepsen. Uh, so recently Charlotte injured Nia Jax of all people. Um, like that's, I guess, one of the reasons why Nia Jax is like out is because of Charlotte. Charlotte was given the keys to the kingdom, but during her time on the main roster, she has been overshadowed both by Sasha Banks and by Becky Lynch. So there might be some sort of animosity growing, like between all three of them. And of course, we're leaving Bailey out because, you know, Bailey's not there. So, well, not there currently. She's nursing an injury, you know, get better Bailey. But I think the seeds have been there for quite a while, even before like the Andrade thing, uh, that she felt she feels like she deserves things because she is a flair. She feels like she is entitled to things. And this is also on a detriment to WWE because they have given her like what? Nine, 10 uh, championship victories, uh, like championship reigns or whatnot. And it's, it's just, it's crazy that you put so much faith in someone that the moment that you deter from that sort of like mindset, there's the ego is going to be amplified to 150%. And on top of that, Charlotte gets by like, she's a great wrestler, but she's not like a safe wrestler by any means. Uh, if you think back to the tag team match between is Charlotte and Becky versus, uh, Oscar and Kyrie where, Kyrie, she took a really bad bump and she was basically like out where like she was she was not good. She was not good to wrestle. So you have reports of like Ozka trying to, you know, trying to keep her away, trying to keep her safe. You have reports of Becky, uh, you know, shoving her under the um, the ring to keep her safe, you know, checking up on her every now and again. And then you have Charlotte Flair that, you know, she knows what's going on, but she's she's in it for herself. She, you know, starts messing with the head a bit. She even tried to uh, powerbomb uh, Kyrie Sane, but Kyrie Sane was 
sandbagging it because she she's out like she's out on her feet. Charlotte Flair is a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. But she is not. She's. She's like the Hulk Hogan of women. She doesn't want to do things that damage her. Like she's all for things that, you know, benefit her. But when it comes to making her look weak or making her be like a butt of a joke or something like that, she's going to go into business for herself. And she's not like. She's not looking out for the good of, let's say, the women's division. She wants to be the best. And so she feels like she needs to. I guess, solidify that. She needs to stand up for herself. She's in business for herself. And that's something you cannot do. And Let me, uh, let yeah. me ask you this, Ron. Um, just to play, uh, you know, the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, if this goes south and her and WWE just like, it's irreparable and they separate ways. If all this information that we're hearing is true, that being said, would you want her to go to AEW? And do you do one? Do you want her to go to AEW? And then two, do you think AEW should take her? Uh, no, and no, because they. Here's here's the great thing. Here's the great thing. AEW has Tully. They have yeah. Tully Blanchard. Yes. They have never once mentioned bringing Tessa on. And the fact that they haven't touched Tessa shows that they're willing to put their foot down. They don't care who you are. They're willing to put their foot down. It's smart because if the things that said about Tessa is true, she sounds like she would be uh, toxic. Yeah, very toxic for a female locker room. And if these things are true about uh, Charlotte, and it isn't just that she dislikes her employer, but it's like she is making a bad working environment for the other women there too, then yeah, I, I, I would hope that they put their foot down on that as well. Because I mean, you, you have a legend like Tully Blanchard there and you would think, you know, Tully would be like, Hey, you know, try to, can you give uh, my daughter a shot? Can you give my daughter a shot? And they said, no, we're not going to do it because, uh, there's toxicity there. There's a lot of stuff that's, that's going on with her and we don't want to be associated with that. And I don't think she's good for the company. They could do the same thing with Andrade be like, you know, we, we see all of this stuff and we hear you, we understand, but we don't want to bring her into a women's division. That's already like, I guess like the weakest we have AW has a weak women's division. If they bring in someone like Charlotte, Oh, it's yeah, no, that's, uh, I don't see it happening. So, yeah, no, I don't want AEW to touch Charlotte if if what's going on is like absolutely 110 percent true, because I mean, all of this is just speculation. But I think like Meltzer reported, I think there are a couple of backstage sources that reported. I heard that. The biggest thing wasn't between Becky and Charlotte, but it was between Sonya and Charlotte. And heard, Sonia, Sonia other, wanted to like fight. I heard other 
I heard other women were involved besides just Becky. Uh, I hadn't seen anything that named Sonia. I just assumed, I mean, obviously, since she was part of the segment, she was part of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, have you, like, did you watch that segment? The one that's not, uh, that's not uploaded by the WWE, but uploaded through, I guess, like a fan or something on YouTube because yeah. they already yeah, edited no, I, it out. I watched, I watched yeah. the whole thing. I DVR'd the show and I watched it. Yeah. Um, like, you saw the moment that it changed. Like, yeah. Like, I think Sonya was like, you know, I'm not playing around. Pick it up. Like, and. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was there. Also, you saw the moment like when Becky like re- reached for the first belt, it was yeah. some. But then when Becky like threw the other belt at Charlotte, like not just on the ground, but like at Charlotte, yeah, at Charlotte, you could tell it's like, OK, something someone said was off script because they look like they are genuinely mad at each other. Yeah, no, um, I think. And then there was an aside w- where it was like, I guess when Sasha was coming out, Becky and uh, Sonya exchanged a few words like privately. Like they kind of just, no, you know, know how, yeah, like you'll see those two like kind of get together and like, you know, talk, 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 while Charlotte's just putting herself over. Hmm. I really would not be surprised if Charlotte beats Char, uh, sorry, if Sasha beats Charlotte uh, here in the next few weeks so that at Survivor Series they can do Sasha Becky instead of Charlotte Becky because I think right now, like, I'm not sure if they would want to risk putting those two in the ring together. Right. Because those two are very volatile right now. And yeah. you, you gotta you gotta go with the bigger gal. And I mean, big time Bex all the way. Big time Bex. I mean, right now, dude, if we got to the point where they asked Charlotte to leave before Becky came back from her dark match at the end of SmackDown, like, I I mean, maybe they try to talk to him and see if the cooler heads will prevail and try to do business together. But that sounds like to me, like it's at a point where it's like, hey, you two are on two separate shows. Maybe we should all separate for a while. Um, also, I guess on top of that, oh gosh, excuse me, bleh, um, just, you know, the fact that, like, she was escorted out, and then I think reports were saying that Vince McMahon was highly upset that Charlotte didn't come to Vince about certain things. Yeah, I heard, I read that too. Yeah, so there's... There's definitely some toxicity in uh, the women's locker room. They still have a really great division, but yeah, there's something going on with Charlotte. Something's up with Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no two ways about it. Like the curse of Flair. The curse of Flair. Like father, like daughter. Or something like that. Or something like that. Or something like that. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Um, was there anything else you guys wanted to add before we close the show? 
Minoru Suzuki, 13, or is it 13, 14 and 3? 13 and 3? 14 and 3? He's about to be on Impact Wrestling versus Josh Greer. Yeah. Oh. This week's going to be a lot of fun. Such a Minoru, good boy. Such Minoru's a good boy. getting around. Look at him. If yeah. anyone has yet to watch Minoru Suzuki uh, Danielson, uh, stop what you're doing and go watch that right now. Yeah, that was by far like the best match that was given for absolutely free. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, oh, and feel better, uh, Lance Archer. Uh, uh, we we yeah. want you well. We want you well. Yes. That was scary. scary. That, was, that was very scary. Uh, so anyways, uh, that's been the Quick Pop Podcast for this week. We're ramping up uh, now we got uh, what's the, the I know there's an AEW pay per view coming up and I'm just, it's uh, full gear is coming up November. It was. You got full gear and then we've got Survivor Series. Yes, Survivor um, Series is the twentieth, twenty first, one of the two. I think it's the twenty first. Um, so. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, keep an eye out on our Twitter and our Facebook, uh, mostly our Twitter. Twitter is going to be a much easier way to get a hold of all of us uh, just because we all have access to it in some form or fashion. Uh, follow me, Ace of Spades Card. Follow at Quick Popcast. Follow uh, Jacob Derrick. Uh, consider, but don't just commit, but consider following Ron. Uh, just really give it some thought, though, before no. you do. Don't. Just follow our pages, and when we retweet stuff from Ron, that's the only stuff you need to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Vicariously follow me, but don't actually don't actually follow me. I do. Do you regret it? Every single day. No. I figured. <laughs> Take it easy, everybody. Goodbye, good night, wash your children, feed your hair, and that's it. This is the show. Absolutely hasta manana. Oh, and feel better, Cozy Bushi. What just happened? Make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias, including Twitter at Quick Pop Cast, Facebook at the Quick Pop Podcast, and Instagram as well at the Quick Pop Podcast. Any of those are great ways to reach out to the host of the show, and we'd love to talk to you as well. We are constantly speaking on current events and would love to hear your opinions on stuff too. So get in touch with us today. <laughs>